Tonight we're going to be looking at Psalm 98, kind of piggybacking off our message this morning. I mean, what a, what a great message of, of victory, who we are in Christ, walking with Christ, what he has done, and, and now our location with him. Psalm 98 is one of those types of psalms. It's, it's a great song of victory and deliverance, really one of the, one of the most... I think one of the greatest songs of victory in all of the Bible. It calls us and all of creation to to sing and to shout, to make a, a joyful noise, to break forth in in joyous songs, to sound forth in all kinds of glorious instrumentation, to to roar and to clap and to sing praises to God, uh, who is our who is our Savior, who is our King. And who is our redeemer, deliverer? Uh, Tripper Longman, he's a scholar and commentator. He calls this psalm a, a divine warrior victory song. I kind of like that. Hey, we're going to sing. Hey, guy, I mean, hey, why don't we stand together and we're going to sing a divine warrior victory song together? I mean, they're like, yes. All the guys, yes. Divine in that uh, this song speaks of the acts accomplished in the supernatural. Warrior in that God shows himself powerful and mighty and strong. Victory in that God wins. I mean, he saves and delivers from, from bondage. It's a great, great song. Though there, there's no author mentioned in this psalm, it's... Um, most of the commentators point it to, to David. It was written in the later part of, uh, uh, of it's, it's one of the later Psalms, and it kind of has his uh, fingerprint on it. Uh, we're not certain about the occasion. Some of the Psalms, you, they speak of a specific occasion that that Psalm is written for or, or came out of. This one doesn't have that. Because it's written probably a little bit later, there's a, there's a chance or a assumption that it was probably a reflection of uh, of a song sung uh, by the Israelites after they were uh, set free from Babylonian captivity. It was a song that they sang, remembering their freedom and God delivering them. Uh, 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 but it's, it's, I think it's interesting that he doesn't, the, the psalm doesn't at all introduce a specific historical event. I think our focus in this psalm is is on God's saving work rather than a specific historical act. We're just reminded to, to think about what God has done in delivering us, saving us, and rescuing us. This Psalm 98 can be divided into three real simple uh, sets of three verses each. Verses 1 through 3, we see God, uh, the, the praise of God's past acts. In verses 4 through 6, we see the praise of God's present reign as king. In verses 9 through, or 7 through 9, we see the praise of God's future coming as judge. I like the way uh, John Stott, he divides it out. God, the first three verses, God the Savior, then God the King, and God the Judge. Very simple. Our focus tonight is going to be on just the first verse, 10 simple Hebrew words. But I do want to read the whole psalm together, and then we'll, we'll focus in on that, on that one verse. Let's read together. Or listen as I read. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he's done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. 
Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous songs and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with a lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. With Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. Look at that verse one again. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the victory that is ours in Christ. That as Christ went to the cross, we who believe in him have died with him. We have been buried with him. We have been raised with him. We are with him. One day you are coming, Christ, to take us to be with you forever. And so we praise you. We sing praise to the Lord in the new song. Help us now as we focus to be encouraged, to be lifted up, to be challenged. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in this first verse, the psalmist, he he lays a foundation for really which all of the rest of the, the verses just explode outward. He begins with this call to sing. He says, oh, sing, oh, sing. You know, in the Psalms, singing is one of the most common acts of worship mentioned. You and I were created to worship God in song. Now, you may say, well, John, if, guy, if, if you heard me singing, you would not want me to, to be very loud. <laughs> but that's not what he's talking about here. I mean, singing is what we do. I mean, ask the mother who holds her child at night. What does she do? She sings the lullaby over that child. What do we do at the Razorback? And we sing and shout. I remember when, I mean, when you guys won the state championship, I mean, we were, we are the champion. I mean, we just like to sing. You've been watching the Olympics, you know, and you see those guys up on the platform, you know, and the, the flag goes up and the national anthem. I mean, do you kind of inside, you start singing, oh, I mean, just the, man, yes. This is one of those kinds of songs. Jesus Christ, God is our victor. He has purchased salvation for us in Christ. Oh, sing. Oh, sing. It's what we do. It's what we do. When the people of Israel were delivered from Babylonian bondage, they sang. This song probably was a new song that came out of that. And they sang it with, with heart, with praise to God for who he was, who he is, what he's done. You and I have been delivered from darkness into God's marvelous light. We've been set free from sin and death. The psalmist says, oh, sing, oh, sing. Before we even get a chance to ask the question, the psalmist goes goes on and he gives us the answer. to, To whom do we sing? Who do we sing to? Well, he says it, to the Lord. And notice that the word Lord is in all caps. If you look in your scripture, anytime in the Old Testament you see the word Lord in all caps, it means that it's the Hebrew translation of the word Yahweh. 
Yahweh is the, is the covenant relational God, the covenant making, covenant keeping, the God who loves us with an everlasting love, who is with us and for us. It is the God who is on our side, the promise keeping God. Oh, sing to this Lord. Oh, sing to Yahweh. Sing to the promise keeping God who loves you and will never let you go. Well, what do we sing? Well, he answers that question. He says, sing to the Lord a new song. This phrase, new song, is, occurs in the, in, the, in the Bible nine times. Six times we see it in the Psalms, one time in Isaiah, and twice in Revelation. In every instance, every time, the reference is to the song of this new song of praise. It's addressed address to God. It's, it's always be tied into his salvation of his people. Listen, Psalm 40, verses 2-3, says, He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog. He set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Psalm 96, 1 and 2, he says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name Tell of his salvation from day to day. Of course, you know, in Revelation, they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. And by your blood, you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Revelation 5, 9 and 10. See that this new song that's mentioned here, it isn't necessarily a, a brand new song. It's not like, hey, we're going to introduce to you a new song tonight. No, it's not that. This is a song of deliverance, a song of victorious salvation. It's the new song connected to the Lord. One day we will stand before God and we will sing a new song. We will sing the song of salvation, crying out with all of our hearts, with those from every tribe, tongue, and nation, worthy are you. Worthy are you, O Lord, our God. Salvation belongs to our God. Hallelujah. O sing to the Lord a new song. So when we sing songs like we sang tonight, I will sing of my Redeemer. Our hearts should just lift when we sing songs like we did this morning in Christ alone or crown him with many crowns or amazing grace. I mean, these these songs should... It should do something different in us. It should stir up awe and wonder, thankfulness, adoring praise. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Well, why do we sing? He answers that question here too. For he has done marvelous things. I love this word, marvelous, marvelous. It means wondrous, extraordinary, astounding or astonishing awesomely glorious, marvelous deeds. God has acted upon our behalf in this way. These aren't just normal acts. These aren't just, I mean, these are spectacular, awe-inspiring acts of God. And he has done them for us, for you and for me. Listen to how Moses says it in Exodus fifteen eleven. He writes, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you? Majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders. There's no one like our God 
No one like him who has done such marvelous things. He's demonstrated his love for us and that while we were still sinners, he sent his son to die for us. Like the psalm that says, he took my sins and my sorrow. He made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song, this new song will ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. You know, Jonathan, this morning, Jonathan Worsley shared with us about God's right hand. It's a place of favor and fellowship, friendship and power and might. Well, here we see a touch of that same language. It's his right hand, this hand of, of power and friendship and favor. It's the hand of the Lord, Yahweh, who's this relational covenantal God. And he, it's, it's powerful and, and friendly and favorable. And he, it's, it, it's, um, it's for us. And it's not just this right hand. It's a, it's a holy arm. So God has acted powerfully and, and perfectly sanctifyingly. Now the psalmist tells us what God has done. He says, with his right hand and his holy arm, he has worked salvation for him. So in closing, let me, let me just want to draw your attention to, to what God has done for us. I want us just to kind of marinate a little bit in this salvation, the marvelous work of salvation. You know, when you and I were dead in our sins, when we were enemies of the cross and of Christ, when we, were, when we were blind and wandering in darkness without hope and without any, any escape from God's just wrath that was going to bear down upon us for all of eternity. Where Brad shared, was it a couple weeks the weeping and gnashing of teeth, an awful place. That's, that was our destiny. We had no hope. We deserved judgment. But yet out of love, God stepped in. He stepped in with great love and mercy and grace. And he saved us. In our place, he gave his son to die and to take upon himself the penalty of our rebellion through through Christ and by faith the sinner now becomes a saint the enemy becomes a friend the orphan becomes a son or a daughter the destitute becomes an heir and co-heir the guilty becomes innocent the slave becomes free the alienated becomes united the vile becomes pure God has elected us. He's called us. He's regenerated us. He's justified us. He's filled us with his Holy Spirit. He's united us with Christ. He's adopted us as his own. He saved us, ransomed us, delivered us, freed us, redeemed us, bought us. He is sanctifying us. He is preserving us. He is living in us. And one day he will raise us, glorify us to the praise of his name. 
This is his marvelous work. This is what he has done. I think sometimes we just don't. We, it's like we've won the gold medal and we're stand. We don't even want to get up on the platform and 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 say anything about it. I mean, we God has won. He's done so so much. And we have so much to, to give back in praise. This, salv- this work of salvation is something that we should speak about. It should be on our lips. This work of salvation is something that we should speak of in our home to our children, even to our babies. We sing the good work of the Lord, what he's done. We speak it to our children around the, the table speak of his good work and his work of salvation, how he's justified all of these things. We share it with our, with our family, with our friends. And this week, even as girls come onto our campus, we want to share it with them. And as we gather together on Sundays, because we're now, because of what he's done, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are united together as his family. And so with one voice, we gather together And we sing. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for you and for me. Amen? Let's go and let's share it. Let's go and let's shout it. Let's go and let's roar it for his glory and fame. Let's pray. Father, with all of our heart, we come and we stand in awe of all that you have done for us. As undeserving sinners, you have ransomed us and saved us and delivered us out of our bondage. And you have made us heirs, co-heirs with Christ. You one day will seat us with Christ. And we will live forever singing this new song of salvation. So God, help us to not be silent in these days. God, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods. God, and especially when we gather together as your bride, may we sing to the Lord a new song. For you have done marvelous things. And we pray these things in Jesus' name.